Welcome, everybody. Monday Night Call. This is Jen Springer. It is 7 p.m. Central, depending on where you are. Maybe a different hour than that. Um, again, this is Jen Springer, and I'm a Young Living Platinum. And I've been with the company since 2001. If you guys don't know my story, I'm going to give you a lot more of my story on this call than every, any other call. And you'll find out in a little bit why that's true. But I remember... I remember just how miserable I was in corporate America. I was in my mid-20s when I was introduced to Young Living. And I just remember thinking of my dad, who had gone through a bunch of corporate BS, you know, companies selling, closing, him having to fire everybody until he was the last man standing and all this stuff. And I just remember thinking, I can't do that. I cannot make it. He was in his late 50s or mid-50s when he was let go from a company he had been with a very long time. And I thought, I can't do that. And I just remember asking the universe to send me something that I can do that I will love, that won't feel like work, I'll never get tired of, and I can really make a difference in people's lives. Now, a lot of us who work in corporate, you know there's a lot of bull honky with corporate. When it's, you know, you hear stuff like, we're a team and everybody's all for the main cause and, you know, teamwork and all this crap. It's crap most of the time because it's really an agenda of a company owner. But with Young Living, we have our own business, and we can help people, we can help animals, we can help people with their health or their finances, and this is what we do. We have this company that gives us these gifts of business and, of course, the fabulous product. So real quick, in my my training tip for you today is this. We're going to go back to basics. Basics, basics, basics on how to grow your business. We make it hard and convoluted sometimes, and we get our head full of all the stuff that we need to do. And if you want the video that goes with what I'm telling you, just go to OurSimpleTraining.com. It's the video on the main page. It kind of goes into a little more of what I'm saying here. But I remember, um, well, before I preface that, this morning I was on the phone with my coach, a mentor of mine for a couple of years, and he's the reason why that, you know, I popped to platinum and I'm on the way to diamond. And I was talking to him, it reminded me of these simple concepts on how to grow your business. And I remember in the past, you know, I made it very hard and complicated. And, you know, my business grew very fast. And then I flatlined for about eight years until, until Tom Challen, my mentor, decided to pull my head out of that dark place and get me flying right. Because he says, Jen, there's only three steps to your business. You're talking to people, either you know them or you don't know them yet. The ones you don't know would be people you meet through advertising or something like that, or people you already know in your life. That's the first step. you got to talk to people. Second step is tell them your message, your simple message about Young Living. Use a book, a brochure, a video, a CD, a coffee meeting, home experience, whatever. It's your simple message. Give them the message about what you do with Young Living. And then you follow up and you get started. Boom. You go, that's it. You know, like I said, we make this too complicated, all this info in our head. And there's a saying in this business, the more you know, the less you grow. And I did not believe that when I first started because I'm an info geek, you know. You're sitting here with me right now. We were on a video chat. You would see I have four tall, almost to the ceiling, bookcases that are triple stuffed with books. And I'm overspilling everywhere in the house. You know, it's just how I roll. But I have to get rid of a lot of that stuff and, and really distill it down to these three simple steps. Talk to people, tell them your message using a tool, you follow up, and you get them started. So it's that simple. Keep it simple. All right, let's go into the specials for this month. We have Lang Lang and Bergamo for a 190 PV 
purchase, you get those oils, which is a retail value, I think. Oh, boy, I don't know what that is. It's 60, 80-something. I forgot to write it down. I apologize. I'm not going to surf on the Internet to find it. But for the 250 PV, you get those two oils, plus you get a $15 cash credit, which is always wonderful to get some free stuff. And then if you have your essential rewards in place and you have an order over 300 PV, you get an additional 10% back on your essential rewards. So let me tell you, if you're, you know, the person that's in the higher bracket for the essential rewards, if you're doing the 20%, then guess what? You get an additional 10%. So make those essential rewards count this month, everybody. All right, so this is the Monday Night Call. I have no idea how long we're going to last. Once John and I get rolling, you'll see why I say that. Um, we'll try to keep it no longer than 8, 8 p.m. Central. <laughs> 8 p.m., uh, let's see, Hawaii time, <laughs> five hours later. <laughs> so if you're new to this call and you want to hear previous recordings, go to OurSimpleTraining.com, click on the tab that says Monday Night Calls. All the calls are there, and you can also make sure you're on the email list. So before we get started um, for, with our guest tonight, I want to do a disclaimer because of some of the things we're going to talk about. And just to make sure you all understand that the information and the products that we talk about on tonight's call are not meant to diagnose, prescribe, treat, cure any illnesses or diseases. So everything we talk about is for educational purposes only. And please seek veterinary advice from your person of choice when making choices about your animal companions. So I just have to say that because you know, we're going to hit some different things and whatever topics we go into, and this will make sense here. So John Hanover has been with Young Living for over 14 years, and it's funny because I've known John for 20 years, and sometimes I think about that, John, I just, like, panic. <laughs> but I, I didn't have gray hair when we met. <laughs> right, and we're not that old. I know, we're not that old. We're not that old. Thank God we got all this beautiful cream from Young Living, you know, to keep us looking fabulous. But he and his former wife, Deb Raykoff, were my veterinarians. And when I first started using them, they were 100% allopathic. And then they started messing around with, quote, this funny stuff, right? And they got into acupuncture and chiropractic and herbs and magnets and oils and I'll tell you what, everybody, this man is my sponsor. Him and his former wife, Deb, are my sponsors, and they changed my life forever. You know, I remember walking down that aisle. I was talking with him today, walking down the aisle of the barn, and John said to me, you know, I would like to talk to you about going into business with me and, you know, be about being business partners, and can you come over on Sunday and take a look at what we're doing. And, of course, me being the ruby red personality, I'm like, wow, my veterinarian wants to talk to me about being in business. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know this, John, but this is the real ego here talking. You stroked right into my ego. Ooh. And I was like, wow, look at this. <laughs> this guy wants to talk to me about business. He must think highly of me. <laughs> All you red personalities out there, this is the deal. But, you know, honestly, John, you changed my life forever, and I was in a miserable job, and I really couldn't see doing what I was doing for so you know for till I retired. And what you're by you saying that, and you didn't have any hangups about telling me about Young Living, you led with the business that I was liberated from that corporate confine, which was you know not doing very well for me. And that, to me, is just its just huge, you know, reflecting on that. You know, I never knew what network marketing was. And I know you guys were doing network marketing at the time. And, 
you know, now you're gold and you're on your way to platinum. And, you know, for those of you that were at convention, John was on the veterinary panel at convention in the breakout, and uh, he works with you. Susan Albright is in your team, correct? Correct. Yeah, she's yeah. in your team. And so you may have seen John and company at convention, but I, you know, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, you know what would be great to be on this call with you, John, because you're at convention, but you're my sponsors, and you guys have been doing this as long as I have. I'm like, I'm going to have John on the call tonight. And so I just really welcome you, and I thank you for coming on a little bit last minute, you know, because I, I screwed up my days or whatever, but that's just totally normal. But I thank you for coming on, John, and, you know, being able to be here, and we're going to talk about some really good things for everybody. Mm-hmm. Thanks for doing this, and thanks for inviting me. You're welcome. So, <laughs> John, how were you initially introduced to Young Living? Because you guys were, you know, really just turning the point, you know, in your, in your life where you were bringing all this stuff in. How were you introduced to Young Living? I was actually working on some client horses doing, you know, as you said, some, some holistic modalities, and they were using the oils. So they kind of brought them out and started using them while I was there. Um really wasn't approached to me as a business as, at first as more a product. And mm-hmm. that's that's usually how I get started because you know primarily I'm a veterinarian. I worked hard and long to become a veterinarian and it's what I do, you know, 60, 70 hours a week plus. Um but the products were what started me and drove me and and how they could be an adjunct to to my practice and the helping of the dogs and cats and horses and occasionally the clients, the, the owners that went along with my patients. Um, the business came secondary, and I need to have a little mind shift because still most of the time it's more product. And uh, I talk to clients, you know, clients and friends more about products than I do business, which, you know, is not necessarily the best, which is why you're platinum and I'm gold. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you have some amazing people in your team. You have two almost and... Uh, Susan Albright, oh, yeah. and you know, I mean, you got some some amazing, amazing people, and you know, it's it's just really fun, and I I love telling our story because you know there none of us were fancy slick marketing people, you know, and and you were just honest, and you know, I trusted you guys in everything you said, and I still trust you, and I talk to you about different things when things come up, even though I'm in North Dakota and you're in Illinois still, but you know, and and it really goes back to trust. You know, my relationship with you is built on trust, and I trusted you when I went to your house, and and you talked about these oils because I knew that you guys would never offer anything to people or their animals if you didn't use and believe in them yourself, and that speaks a lot of volume about what you do. So, anyways, oh, this is so good. But so why, question, I've always wondered about this, and I'm going to ask it right here in front of everybody. <laughs> oh, no. Why, no. No, what are you going to ask? Why did you talk to me about the business? You didn't talk to me about the product first. I I don't have a good answer for that other than a, a lot of the energy people I work with um, tell me sometimes they just need to open up and listen, that the universe is talking to me and my, my – uh, Science brain is too busy to to listen, and sometimes it just comes through loud enough that I know things or do things that otherwise I wouldn't. And that was one of those times. And that's why I say I need to I need to learn to listen to it more. But <laughs> yeah, that was I just I'll never forget it. And it's a story I like that I love to tell because it was so casual, and it, you know it was just 
effortless, and I was really looking for something. I really, really was. And like you said, you probably dialed into that, and, you know, you you were a trusted person in my life. And for those of you that have not called your list of 100 or 200 names, people you know and love and trust, do it. You might have a platinum waiting for you, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you might have a platinum waiting for you. So, um, you know, why do you use Young Living oils with the animals? You know, there's, as we know, when we first started Young Living, there was some other stuff out there. But, you know, there's this whole huge thing that's going on out there where there's a lot of oils popping up here and there. Why do you use Young Living with your in your practice and, you know, and not look at anything else? The comfort level with the uh, quality of the products and, and the safety of the products. And when I'm when I'm using them in practice, I am diagnosing and I am treating, and I do have to be held to the standard of you know a medical review. If I need to go in front of a court and say this is what I did and why, I need to have that confidence and comfort level in what I'm using to be able to back it up. Um, and one of the first rules of veterinary medicine in our oath is do no harm. So you got to be first and foremost. Make sure what we're using isn't going to be contaminated or adulterated or have negative effects, and then we certainly want all the benefits that go along with it. Um, you know, now from yeah the clinical experience and from using it, but you know muscle testing and dousing and everything else has just always been consistent with the Young Living products. Mm. You know, um, I know that you've used. You know, it's been a long time. I mean, it's been over 14 years. I don't know. Did you come in in 2001 or 2000? I was sponsored in May. Yeah. Weren't you just you were probably early in two thousand and one. Um yeah. you guys had been in just a little bit when I came over with Sharon Marsh in Virginia that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Oh my gosh, I'll never forget smelling Virginia and her dog going, She smells like a hippie I and mean, that was what was going through my head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna smell like Einstein, you know, her dog that you know, she had he broken his leg and it was just so crazy, you know, thinking about that going way back to the beginning. But uh, it was just such a good time. So what are some of the really awesome things you have seen throughout the years with your, with your practice and using the oils in them? Because, I mean, I remember back to the West Nile virus days, but um, what are some of the things you've seen that you've been like, whoa, holy cow? Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to sit here and actually think about them because they just happen. Um, you know, I, I've certainly for boosting immune system function with West Nile virus in, in horses and EPM, which is a spinal cord infection, a protozoal infection in horses, where you know, we've seen it help with their immune system and respond to, you know, I've had cats in, in renal failure, kidney failure, that, you know, I've done acupuncture with the oils and sent it home and, and the cats start eating again and, and do phenomenal. Um, oh. You know, little dogs, dachshunds, of course, you know, come in with disc disease and back problems where, you know, we're using Valor and other topical oils to help with their energy and help with the muscle spasms. And I'll actually dip my acupuncture needles into the oils in some cases before I, you know, place them in the acupuncture points. You know, I'll uh, never forget there was the referral that you gave my sister, Jody about a dog who had severe spondylosis and you needed somebody to do raindrop on the dog, and Jody told me when she got there, the dog was dragging her back, the back legs, and when she finished the raindrop on the dog, that the dog could 
totally was like up and moving and was using the legs, you know, and that, you know, with the raindrop and, you know, and it's just, like animals don't lie. I mean, you're in a business where, you know, you see these animals and they don't, they can't lie to us. You know, like we can say, oh, I feel better, John, you know, and I rub this oil right. on my miracle cure, right? But the animals responding is like, holy smoke, you know, you can't, there's no placebo there. There's no placebo. So anyways, but do you, um, you know, have you taken a peek at those new oils? I mean, we've all just only had our hands on them for just a couple of weeks, you know, right since convention that people were able to get them. But uh, have you had a chance to play with them at all? I have played with them in my hands. I have not played with them on an animal yet. It's just been crazy busy since I've been back and getting caught up and haven't had that opportunity. And um, I was muscle testing and dousing with them, and they all they all tested good. The uh, you know obviously read the instructions for some of them. The only one that kind of raised a little eyebrow is the the perigees. Um, mm. You know it's it's for internal use, and and I just start getting worried about the the people that don't pay attention to what they're doing and take a little little dog and start applying that, think it's going to work externally because it's got some oils in there. It could be a little hot for something that's uh, sensitive. But you know, used um, my cat is. I got one cat this week that's been kind of a puker. He's normally not. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, her dog, her cat, he's all of a sudden started up chucking everywhere. And I've used a drop of that, and I have, I, you know, with cats especially, I wouldn't be able to use it internally, A, because number one reason is because they won't eat it. I mean, it's just yeah. how I look. I mean, I don't know if everybody who's listening, if you guys have different stories about that, but cats are so picky. So I just put a drop on my hand, rubbed it, and rubbed it all over him. And if he licks it off as he's grooming himself, I figured there he is, you know, and it's, that's right. how I used it. But, uh, you know, it's just simple. And, um, yeah, uh, common sense. You know, people are always so worried about using oils and animals, and common sense goes a long way. you got to use, you know, appropriate amounts for the appropriate animals, for their size, for their tendencies, and everything else. Yeah, because we need only one to three drops, three to five max if we're covering a live a big area. So if you're working with a you know ten pound dog or cat, you know you have to scale it down, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, or if you're working on a big draft horse, it's a different story too. It's you know it just depends on size, and you know that's I remember when you and I first started working with the oil that you know I worked my two horses were hypothyroid and. You know, and for all of you that are listening, you know, make sure you're working with your veterinarians. If you are working with protocols, like, you know, John had prescribed uh, Thyrol-L, which is the horse thyroid medication. And I remember, you might remember me calling you. I said, John, I want to try to get him off the bed. And him and I worked together. We, you know, I didn't go just doing this without him knowing what's going on. He came out. He did blood work. You know, we took a baseline after we took him off the meds. He was monitoring the animal. So always work with your vets if you're going to do this. But, you know, I pretty much used the, the desk reference protocol for thyroid on the two horses. And you came and checked him about eight weeks, ten weeks later. And then we t- I tweaked the protocol and added in frankincense and cedarwood. And then I tweaked it one more time. And, like, 14 weeks later, they had normal thyroid, you know. But, again, working with you and, you know, not just, you know, people not communicating to their veterinarian, you know, what's going on. And so it's important. It's just like your own medical care. Um, I will say testimonial for everybody about 
uh, Menduel and Effectway, Monty, who I did incriminate last week, if you heard that, you know, particular call. It's also a YouTube video you'll see in the future. We Of the animal kit, you know, we're like, well, let's see how this goes. And so he got bed bugs really bad at convention, so do not stay at the Econolodge. But he got bed bugs horrifically, like all over his upper body. So we used Mendewell and Infectaway for his bed bug bites. And so I'm like, here, you know, there's new oils. I mean, they're obviously formulated for animals, but they work well for that. So I, as far as pure, clean, and repel aroma, well, that we'll talk about the fly spray in a second, but trauma yeah. away, you know, too new to know about those. And you've used the ointment, though, forever and a day, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah. Buy it by the case. <laughs> <laughs> so how... You know, now outside of these particular oils, you know, when, I mean, like I said, we, it's just so new, we really don't have, like, a lot of stories in what we're doing with them yet, but, you know, with the pet ointment, when do you um, use those in your practice and recommend those, recommend the ointment? The animal sense ointment, and, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll use it by itself, and other times I'll use it over, you know, if you're putting uh, oils on wounds or injuries, I'll put it on top to help keep it moist and uh, help potentiate the benefits and the act of the barrier. Um, but, you know, I've had really good results with everything from, you know, small animals with hot spots and rashes and some lit granulomas to, uh, horses with, you know, non-healing wounds where you're worried about proud flesh or exuberant granulation tissue, you know, where that wound's just not closing up. You want to keep the tissue healthy and help keep the insects away and help keep it moist and help uh, yes. prevent infection. So you know, very nourishing, and and the base that it's in, because, you know, it, it's solid, but when we put it on, it just kind of melts in, so other than a water-based type product, it just washes away when they sweat or, you know, go after it, the, the benefits are, are more long-lasting. You know, and that, that original formula was kind of a, a tweak of the original rose ointment that we had when we first started, and I know that there are some people right now that are on the phone that are spazzing out because there's mink oil in it. <laughs> but <laughs> I know this is true because I've had people have like a coronary heart attack. And, you know, I've heard Mark Schroeder talk about this. And, you know, his whole thing is this. He's like, he said absolutely he could not find a better, like what you said, barrier for keeping out moisture. Like if you have, um, you know, a situation that you need to keep, clean and you need to keep you know no water in there that this works as a liquid bandage to keep away whatever and to keep everything in that you need to keep in and he said you know there's there's an option with that (laughs) he's like we either have that or we have wounds that are not being fully protected and he said you know they felt that it was far more important to have that in there and he talked about it you know the sourcing and stuff but I don't remember what it was but he's like, there was no better, you know, without going synthetic, you know, and creating some synthetic product that the mink oil was absolutely the best thing to keep it as a liquid bandage so that it would not create problems. And so, I, you know, for those of you that are spazzing out, that's why. He said if you absolutely have a huge issue with it, then use the tender tush ointment instead. He says, but you're not going to get the same level of protection that you would unless you were using the pet ointment or the rose ointment. So, I just have to say, because I've heard Mark talk about it, and I and I get it, you know. I mean, I'm not crazy about mink oil either, but if it comes to my horses, you know, like if you came and sutured up my horse, 
and, you know, did the lavender and did that, and you said use this, I, I would, of course, go with that, you know. Mm-hmm. So just a little side note on that, because I know I somebody the other day had talked about it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So when it comes to basic pet care, um, what are some things that, you know, we can support our pets, whether they're little ones or big ones, you know, some of the most essential core things for their health and some of your favorite, you know, items that go with that, you know, for animal health. Yeah. And, you know, great, great question. It almost goes back to Grand Convention. We did the the panel for two days and 90% of the questions we had were about animals with skin infections, allergies, rashes, hot spots chronic ear infections and all that, and we're trying to get back to the basic. And you know, I know people in the audience are like, oh, they're saying the same thing again and again. That's because you've got to get to that core of health and wellness, and it's so important. There isn't a single oil out there that's going to be you know, the treatment for hot spots or allergies or the cure for hot spots and allergies. You know, there's lots of oils, and that's why there's so many choices. You've got to mix and match, find what works, but you've got you to gotta have a good gut health. I mean, so critical. The GI tract is, is king for the immune system. And then you got to support that liver because you know, digestion, the gut, everything from the gut goes in the bloodstream, hits the immune system, and goes to the liver to be metabolized and broken down, and the toxins are excreted. And if the gut's not working great, the liver gets overloaded. And guess what? The liver and the skin share the same detoxification pathway. So whether you're a person, a horse, a dog, or a cat, if that GI tract is breaking down, the liver gets overloaded, it dumps the toxins to the skin. And now you get the itchy skin, the rashes, the hot spots, the ear infections. So, you know, I talk to clients all the time. Diet is so important. Along with diet, digestive enzymes. You know, most of us are feeding pet foods from the store. You know, the animals, you know, species-specific appropriate diet is a raw food. The cats are carnivores. They'd be out there catching birds and mice and rabbits, not eating a canned or a kibble. So they need some, some enzymes in there to help them digest and break down the food. They need probiotics because they're not out there getting probiotics from the natural sources. So, you know, pick and choose. Find out what works for you. But, you know, Centralzyme, Detoxazyme, Life 5, which is so important for gut health. Um, and then you get to the liver, right? And, you know, I love Sulfurzyme. Okay, mm-hmm. I use a lot of sulfur zyme in the practice. It's ninja red. Got to provide those antioxidants to help protect the cells from damage, help with the liver function. Um, essential fatty acids are also critical. When you heat up a food to put it in a can or put it in a bag, you're destroying the natural essential fatty acids. So, you know, we got the mega blue. You know, essential fatty acids can help a lot with not only with allergies and skin problems. But overall, it helps with the immune system. It helps with the nervous system. It helps with the joints and arthritis and inflammation. And if the animals are already having problems, you need to do a little bit of a detox. Because like I said, that liver's already going to be overloaded. So, you know, we have, you know, oils and nutritional supplements to help with liver support. And, I mean, I think you've done whole lectures on that. If not, I'm sure you will in the future. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, and, and it's... It's so funny because everything you're saying about these animals is exactly what we say about people. You know, I mean, it's just like, is it, I don't, I, for a moment there, I even forgot you were talking about animals because you're hitting exactly what we need to do for ourselves, you know, and the pets are just mirroring our own crap because we're feeding them like, 
cook food and, you know, dry food and stuff like that, and they're getting the same problems that we have. Yeah, they have obesity, they have chronic autoimmune diseases and inflammatory diseases. Um, They need nutrition, you know, multigreens. You know, throw some good multigreens in there. But they need essential fatty acids, they need antioxidants, they need probiotics, they need enzymes, and Young Living has all that. And, you know, great products here that you can use. You know, then you can get into talking about what oil to use for the ear infection or what oils and ointments to use for the rash. The problem is, is if you treat the ears and treat the rashes, but you don't get to the core of health, they're not going to get better and stay better. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's why think- on the panel we kept, you know, kept going back to that because that is just so critical. You know, I, you- I use oils for specific problems, but you have to have that core base in order for yeah. them to, to be as effective and helpful. Absolutely, and it's not a quick fix. I mean, yeah, you could probably use lavender with some pet ointment to calm down that hot spot, but another one's going to spring up somewhere else, you know, yep. or, you know or, or you'll see a different, or you'll see gooey, stinky ears or something. But, do you, you know, I was going to ask you, do you think that some of the toxicity is even coming from, you know, the pets being on the floor or on the carpets and you know, with the cleaners, the things we use, in the house and then licking themselves and, and having that dermal contact as well with the top, you know, like regular cleaning products? Oh, I mean, it's all going to contribute. You know, we had a dog that we traced it down to the, the powder they were sprinkling. I don't know what brand it was, but they were sprinkling something on the carpet and then vacuuming it up. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had, had dogs come in with chronic, you know, allergies, you know, et cetera, that found out it was worse when they had changed their uh, fabric softener. You know? Oh wow! So we we yeah, we try to look. I mean, I've I've had the, also the basic ones that you know, the the they changed the wood chips outside. So every time the dog went outside to go to the bathroom, he's walking through the wood chips. It was allergic to. But keep Ooh. in mind, most of the times when you're having allergies, the allergies start because your immune system is losing its ability to respond appropriately to what it's exposed to. And why is it doing that? Most of the time, because you have a gut problem and a liver problem that set your immune system up to be in that state of constant war where it overreacts. So you know, it doesn't matter per se exactly what they're reacting to. You still have to go back to the less toxins in their diet, less toxins in their environment, whether it's what they're coming in contact on, what they're sleeping on, what they're drinking, what they're breathing. Everything contributes. You know? you, um, yes, it's like it's like a it's just like the cup. You know, and I, the way that you know when you've always talked about you know, animal health in general, especially, you know, I've got horses for all of you that don't know, I've got horses and John has been instrumental with my horses and, you know, I had a dog and I've got cats and it's all their fault. It's your fault that I have a cat and I've got three now, but (laughs) another story, but there's um, a, uh, you know, it's all, it always goes back to, you think of that cup, you know, and every little insult, you know, whether, like you said, it's the, the wood chips outside or it's the carpet, fluffy stuff or, you know, whatever, pour drinking water and then cook food and dry kibbles. And it's one more drop or two or three in the cup. And eventually that final thing, like they just fertilize the lawn, can be the last drop and all hell breaks loose. And all of a sudden this animal is like, you know, from nose to tail, scaly and red and, and you know, like <laughs> mess, you know. It's like it's that last thing that finally went kaput on the animal, and then you see that huge, you know, problem. Autoimmune is the worst. Autoimmune is is a whole can of worms. I mean, it's, it's I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you could 
probably speak for 20 million hours on autoimmune because it, it's, it's complex. It's a lot of things. Yeah, and, you know, I'm just going to throw some 10 seconds in there that keep in mind that vaccinations are designed to stimulate the immune system. They have things added to them to activate or turn on the immune system, and it's nonspecific. So if you have an animal that's already having immune-mediated, autoimmune, severe allergy, all those problems, you need to be smart about the vaccination protocols you pick and choose. I'm not saying not to vaccinate. I'm saying talk to your veterinarian about what's really appropriate for your pet and that health and that part of the country and that pet's lifestyle. Yes, absolutely. Um, is that me? Is that you? <laughs> like I'm hearing uh, chimes. It could be the voices in my head. Um, <laughs> so, oh, but I hear uh, them too. Oh, oh sorry. No. <laughs> okay. I was like, I don't know how somebody gets on the, this line. So it's not supposed to be, um, not supposed to be open to anybody. But um, you, do you find that animals will drink um, any oils in the water? I know you've played with that before. Do you find anything, especially horses, you know, or you know, dogs and, and horses seem to be a little bit easier. Cats—they're aliens. They'll drink it or they won't. But <laughs> you know, this time of year, especially with heat and and all that jazz, do you find it beneficial to use oils in their drinking water? Um, the one I probably use most is peppermint. You know, certainly we have, you know, competition horses that are out there working the heat and humidity. And, um, you know, horses are notorious for getting peppermints as treats. And most of them really like it and can help cool them off internally. I also have them make sponge baths to help cool them off um, where they add a little bit of peppermint to the water for their sponge bath. I've had clients use that for dogs that uh, get overheated also, where we'll do a little uh, peppermint and uh, sponge in their groin and under their armpits and that just to help cool mm. them. Valor's one has working on a, a Olympic dressage horse. And, I, you know, a lot of times I use Valor when I'm doing chiropractic and sometimes with acupuncture, and I put some on my hands and I was putting it on the horse's pole and up by his ears and kept sticking his face in my hands. I finally just sat there. The, the horse, I swear, it drank half a bottle of Valor before it was done. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is what he wants. This is what he needs. Oh, my gosh, it's funny. Uh, right? Well, they, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, with animals, you don't know. And especially, you know, I love working with animals, and a huge part of my own, you know, business has been with the animals. And I know, obviously, yours is because of that, you know, the practice. But it really confirms all for all of us super left-brain scientific dweeby people that this is a placebo. You know, these animals are, they know intuitively what they need and they, they go for it. And, you know, we always joke around, it's like, hold on to your bottle tight because those horses, they'll grab and pull the orifice off the top and suck the oils out of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just like, holy smokes, you know, this is crazy. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's nuts. So um, some simple things, you know, obviously we've got, we talked about the, the overall health, you know, the food and the probiotics and the enzymes and working with, you know, supporting the liver and cleaning the house up and stuff like that. What are some other specific things that you really like, say, for uh, some of the basic common things for, let's say, an injury, like, you know, a, a wound in general, what, you know, either whether you have to sew it up or it's a laceration that, people can treat on their own what what is your favorite go-to's for that i mean i i use a lot of lavender after um 
suturing, especially uh, dog and horse wounds, because they're notoriously dirty and don't get caught right away. And the, the lavender not only will help them from licking or chewing or tearing their own sutures out, but you know minimize scarring. And I do believe that you know it'll absorb in and help fight infection on the inside as well as the outside. You know, you put antibiotic ointment or neosporin on, and the first thing they do is they lick it off or rub it away, and it's gone. You know, there's no longer mm-hmm. of any benefit. I'll sometimes lay it with animal sense ointment. I've had um, some dogs where I've used, and cats, you know. I'm going to get in trouble here if people are going to be calling and emailing me. Actually, I didn't do it. I didn't declaw the cat, so I'll back that up. I had a cat come and had been declawed at another clinic and was having lots of problems and been to, you know, another holistic vet for some acupuncture and laser therapy. Um, trauma life. You know, we started working with that cat with trauma life and Valor. And, you know, Valor is very grounding and all the acupuncture meridians begin and end on the, the feet, right? So yep. we're using Valor and trauma life for this cat and you know, I'm sure there's an emotional component as well as a physical component. Um, what made me think of the cat is I was going to tell you about a, a dog that had been, you know, castrated and just, you know, kept going back to the area weeks, weeks after the sutures were out and it wasn't infected. And the dog just kept licking and, and chewing and licking and chewing down by its scrotum. And here again, we just did trauma life in the area. And, um, I don't know if, how much, as much with the nerve sensation or the emotional component or both. And you like to you know think that there isn't an emotional component to that particular procedure, but I gotta think there's a little, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Help, helping with that. There's so many new oils now. We're not gonna know what to do for all. I know, and and, <laughs> and that's what's nice about you know dowsing and muscle testing is I'm gonna have to make a a pile now and go through. It's like hmm. And here here's something for people to keep in mind though. It's not that the one oil might be wrong and the other's right. They all can help. There's so much cross-benefit to the blends and even the pure ones that, you know, sometimes you got to listen to your gut and go with it and, and make your own blends if you need to. But, you know, who's to say? You know, we have the the tea away now, but, you know, some might do better tea away. Some might do trauma life, and maybe it's a drop of beach on your hands and you just sit there with them. I don't know. You know that, that's so true, so true, and and we make it hard. You know, there's the there's different books out there on animals and and all that stuff. And but John, what you said is, I think the most valuable thing is tune into yourself, tune into your animals. I have never in the 14 plus years I've been doing this, I've never seen anybody go wrong when they follow their heart and their gut, yeah. especially if they're taking. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a joke for health, all the health well, work, but you know what I mean. And you know, there were five of us on the panel down at a convention, and I guarantee, if you presented all five of us with you know a case and asked us which oils to use, you'd get five different answers. But the other thing I guarantee is, all five would help that or benefit that patient. Hmm. Right. Yes. So, and sometimes you know what's going to resonate is going to be with the user. You know, who's who's holding that oil? Who's putting it on? And what is their intent when they're trying to help their pet? You know, one thing that's a hot topic is um, this is the time of year we've got fleas, we've got ticks, mosquitoes. You know, there's a lot of vectors out there that could be spreading things we don't like or, or want. What's your um, thoughts prior to the new 
the new fly spray or the new bug spray. Um, what have you found in the past to be very helpful for, especially dogs and, and I mean, of course, we get obnoxious things like flies and mosquitoes, but dogs and the ticks, what is that stuff, the norm, you know, the, the chemicals people put on their dogs that, like, really F them up, you know? It's, mm-hmm. what, what do we have that, what, what have you found that's not as toxic that may be helpful for fleas and ticks? And <laughs> that, that, I'm going to cop out on that one a little bit and say that I think it depends on the patient you're putting it on, the animal, mm-hmm. and the area of the country you're in. Because in talking with Susan Albright and other people, they're finding different oils and different blends are working better in different parts of the country. Interesting. So, you know, there's a bunch of different formulas, you know, online and this and that. For the simplicity at my office, if people just wanted to grab something, because most of my clients that are doing this aren't really into this. It's kind of outside the box for that. So, I mean, purification has been a simple one. I sometimes add, you know, a little... Um, Peppermint, sometimes a little, uh, oh, come on. Help me here. All of a sudden, I can't think of it. Citronella. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, you like, know, and that. <laughs> but. Well, yeah. I can't wait to hear the testimonials with the new spray. I mean, that stuff, whew, like, I, like you said, the, the, you didn't get any of that to play with before convention, but holy smokes, John. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about away. the base in it being such a good base so that you have the long-term effect versus, you know, the water bases that just wash off as soon as they go out and sweat. Yes. And right? That is, you know, we've made fly sprays forever, and they don't last. And I used to always mix, you know, some grapeseed oil in mine or, you know, some olive oil, but the new one has got the triglyceride base, and... The first time I, sp- I I sprayed it, I was like, "Woo!" <laughs> I think I think I was like, "Dang, this is really potent." You know, having this so because I just smelled the tansy and the Palo Santo. You know, the Meluca and the Citronella are lost for me. But I, <laughs> you know, you know, I was telling you um, earlier that when I, um, you know, we, we flies are bad this year because of all the biting. You know, because of the um, the rain and the storms we keep getting. Those flies are they're just relentless. But I've been spraying it. I've only been using it about a week, obviously. And I've been spraying it on, and it does stay on the horses, uh, on their legs, and it, it 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 doesn't go away. So I think it would last a few days, you know, from what I'm seeing. And I, I sprayed the legs, and I just remember sitting back about 10 minutes later, and the flies would get near their legs and, like, leave. You know, <laughs> I was like, wow, I need, what they need to do is put that in the gallon instead of the shampoo because this stuff is amazing. So I hope you guys see the same results as we have because it's hard to find something natural for, you know, for dogs, especially for smaller critters, that fly spray or that bottle that uh, repel aroma is going to last a long time, but for horses, you need like a drum of it, you know, for the summer. And it would be cool to have it uh, enough of it to do the automatic fly systems with that. Oh, man, that would be so amazing. <laughs> It would be amazing, but I, I hope you get to see the same results as, as we have with that when, when you get able to get your hands on it. So, um, you know, because the fleas and ticks are just, uh, it's a big deal, and it's so toxic, you know, all those um, pyrocins and all that, whatever that stuff is. Um, so what, do you want to say something real quick about, and then I want to talk a little bit about raindrop, and then we'll, you know, wrap up here. Um, you know, arthritis, joints, elder care, aging animals, um, outside of the things that you were talking about, the antioxidants, the essential fats, is there anything in particular that you really um, 
a degenerative condition, especially as animals age, that you really like to see a, a, an owner do for their for their babies? Yeah, I, as you were saying, you know, essentially acids, antioxidants, sulfurzyme, ninja red, omega blue, all those things are going to help. Um, Copaiba has been, you know, really helpful for some of them with pain and inflammation. Uh, I've used um, Panaway. I've used uh, Trauma Life. I've used, you know, Peppermint. And, you know, sometimes we do it neat. Sometimes we'll dilute it. depends on the size of the animal and their coat and everything else. Um, and, you know, I'll be honest, I, you know, we'll sometimes uh, do a little bit in their food, too. And, you know, the dogs, most of the time, if you don't do too much, they'll just eat it. But, because... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, yeah, right, no matter where you put it, right, it gets throughout the body, but still. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, the same with horses, you know. I, my One of my preferred ways to do the horses, I just put it in the food. And they know I'm crazy enough now. They've been looking long enough. They look at me and their eyeballs roll and eat their dinner. And they're like, really, Mom? You know, and they eat it. Because they know they're not going to get anything mm-hmm. else. But, you know, the, I, I like to feed the oils to my horses. It just seems to be easy way for delivery, especially when, like I said, doing general body, you know, types of things. Um, is there a time and a place or kind of a, a, a guideline that you follow for diluting? Because there's a lot of, a lot of information out there and people and their opinions. Like I typically, you know, unless I'm using one drop cutting on a coat, if I'm using anything concentrated or something super strong, I always dilute with the cat unless I'm using one drop of an emotional oil or like that new, new paragize or whatever. But um, do you kind of look at size up an animal size and say, okay, like 15 pounds and under, I, you know, often I like to dilute, especially the stronger oils. Because that seems to be one of the really big questions with people is, you know, every, not everything, like you said, is, you know, I wouldn't be putting the raindrop oils on a small, little small dog without diluting. It would be like putting it on an infant. So right. do you have anything that you say about that? And, and you know, that goes back to what I said in the beginning about a little bit of common sense for the, the species, the size, the hair coat, the color of the skin even. Obviously the light-colored, white, you know, skin-haired dogs can be more sensitive to some of the oils. Um, And I don't like cookbooks or guidelines you know i don't have a this many pounds gets this you know when in doubt start little and build up and see how they respond to it and watch you know watch watch for local irritation inflammation and watch the animal um you know v6 you know we'll sometimes use v6 and mix oils in just a, a glass dispensing bottle and then uh they can take that home to, to put, you know, a couple of drops from a dropper so it's already diluted versus relying on the owner to do it. Depends on the owner. Right. <laughs> Some of your crazy oiler customers. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I know you're a, a huge fan of raindrop. Um, you've been touting raindrop forever and ever and ever and ever. And um, what? why do you recommend raindrop? Because... I know you recommend it for dogs and horses, especially horses that, you know, have different issues, but, um, you know, competitive animals for their immunity and and things like that. But uh, why do you love the raindrop? And, and, you know, I'll I'll warn people because you talk about competitive and that's, and make sure that you're not doing your first raindrop on your horse three days before (laughs) the big show, right? (laughs) Oh, man. A a little common sense. You know, they can have some local reactions. They can have some (laughs) detox. And this and that, 
But yeah. just the 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 blend of oils are are so good for helping with you know viral, bacterial, fungal, parasitic, inflammatory conditions, which you know horses especially because they're living outside and and that compared to the dogs and some dogs do don't get me wrong but a lot of dogs around here you know they go outside for a few minutes a day they're you know not being exposed to the same stuff. But, you know, just to help ground them, to help balance them. Because, you know, here again, it's not natural for them to be living in the in the houses, in the barns, with all the electromagnetic fields, with everything else. You know, they're meant to be outside in contact with the earth and grounding and everything else. Um, just, you know, so many good benefits, but you got to be smart about, you know, hot oils diluting. And, you know, I've, I've seen people... Use more than I would, <laughs> right? Yes. I've had that. Per- yes. I've had that personal experience where you know the hot towels was just a little too hot for me afterwards. Um, yes. I naturally run hot, so for me that wasn't a, a pleasant experience. So keep that in mind. Watch watch your animals' reaction to what you're doing. You know. Yes. They can't talk, but they'll they'll let you know in other ways for sure. Yep. <laughs> and like you exactly. said, with the first time of raindrop you know with horses even I didn't do a raindrop on my horses for quite a while and when I moved them up to North Dakota they um their first raindrop here you know with their immune system I sure was geared up and new place and all this stuff they welted really bad after I moved them here and you know the wealth you know raised up and they were detoxing for sure and like you said if I was going to a show that would have been not a fun experience, you know, would have been yep. not fair to anybody. But, uh, you know, with that raindrop, too, for people that do it, and if they want to talk to the veterinarian either about the oils or maybe, you know, be some type of assistant, you know, with offering raindrop as a referral out for a client, what is the best way to talk to, you know, a veterinarian without being a creeper? Because I know that, you guys get hit with everything under the sun, just like chiropractors do and medical doctors. Hey, by myself, you know, push, 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 you know, and, and being normal without being a weirdo. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, you know, I have a lot of people asking me, and I'll tell you, it's tough. I, there are veterinarians on here that I've known my whole life because my father and grandfather, you know, small animal veterinarians, and some of them just don't want to hear anything about it no matter what or no matter who it comes from. Um, they're, obviously, they're science. You know, you can go and, and print off some of the studies in science on oils and you know, bacterial resistance and the benefits. There was a study published about lavender oil helping for car anxiety with dogs in one of our one of our veterinary medical journals. Um, there's been a few other articles. So, you know, do a, a PubMed search if you're going to... The traditional allopathic veterinarian, you got to go in with a little bit of a science approach and start with some of the basics. You know, lavender is simple, peace and calming for the ones that are nervous in the car rides or thunderstorms. So be now on the Fourth of July, you know, it might not be yeah. enough, but right, <laughs> you know, there's, you know, you got to pick and choose your battles here. But start slow and with some of the basics and let them get some some response and positive experiences and try to give them some some studies and information. Um, you know, I think if you walk in and try to Say hey, I want to do raindrop on on your dog patients, your horse patients, and most of them are running the other way. So you have yes. some trust, as you said before, 
trust. You need to build that relationship and that trust with them and go with something that's not scary and threatening for them to start with. Yeah. Well, like we said, we um, this is saying that, you know, we all love to buy, but we don't like to be told. <laughs> yeah. You know, like with you, in, in your, way back at the beginning when um, you learned about the, the oils, it was like, oh, what's that? You know, and it was shoved on your throat. And it, it, it was, you know, you guys were in that position and you were looking for stuff like that. And thank goodness you were. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> this is so good. But uh, is there anything else, um, you know, before I, I know I want to ask you, diffusing, um, I, I love diffusing for animals, you know, I really, really do, because they can come treat themselves, and then they can go to a different part of the house, or they can sit right in front of it, or, you know what I mean, barns are a little harder to diffuse in, but what's your thought with um, diffusers, and do you, do you have any favorites, or, you know, use them in the clinic, or anything like that? And, and and I just mentioned peace and calming and lavender. I mean, those are the two I probably diffuse the most in clients' homes because so many of the animals are stressed. They pick up on their owner's stress, right? Um, some of them have separation anxiety. Some have thunderstorm phobias. And the nice thing is, is with the diffusers and the timers, they can go off to work and set it so that you know, they can get help throughout the day. You don't have to be there for it. And, yeah. you know, for those that, you know, won't buy a diffuser or whatever, I'll have them put it some, uh, you know, a few drops on cotton balls and stick it in the air conditioning or the heating vent. So every time the air conditioning or heater cycles throughout the day, it's, you know, blowing it out throughout the house. I'd be curious, you know, mm-hmm. down the road when this kit's been out for a while, how people... And like you said, separation anxiety, how that tea away will work for that um, and be able to leave to the pets. And, and you know this. I learned this from you, and the animals are picking up the human's junk. So usually with the animals presenting in something that's either going on in the house or with the human, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. always the way. And I, the diffusing, in my opinion, is fantastic because, you know, somebody, you know, for people that have children and pets, the number one way to get right to us is through our pets or our kids, you know. And I don't have kids. I've got pets. And that's how you guys just got me. Just, it was just like my pets. I'll do anything for them, not myself. But, you know, right. just using in the home for the pet is going to treat the entire house, you know. It's yep. a wonderful thing. So, oh, man, this is so fun, John. You know, we'll and wrap it up here because we're right at the top of the hour. We'll be going over here in just a minute. But, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing, you know, a little bit of some of the different things. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, real quick, well, how do you talk to your clients about the oils? You know, cause I know you said some of them are integrative. Uh, before I forget, I wrote this down, I forgot to ask you. How do you talk to them about it and, and you know, introduce the oils to your clients? Um, just out in practice, not, you know, inviting them over to come. Right, right. No, and, <laughs> you know, and, and here again, it depends on where they're coming from. If, if they're coming to me as their regular veterinarian and I happen to be doing oils, it's going to be different than if they're a holistic client looking for holistic modalities. So, you know, some, some of the clients are all about, oh, great, it's natural, it's, or, you know, it's, it's no chemicals, there's, you know, no drugs and that. And others, I say, you know, look, this is this is the best thing I have in my practice to help. Okay, so as you said, integrated. You know, sometimes we'll send them home with antibiotics and a steroid shot for severe allergies, and then we'll talk about 
why the allergies are there in the first place. And by the way, here's some Amelsense ointment, and here's some, you know, whatever it's going to be, lavender, purification, whatever, to help heal. And, you know, sometimes they'll ask, well, what about this or that? And I said, well, this is what I think is best for your pet. And most of the time, that's what they're paying me for is my opinion. They go with it. Not always. You know, one thing I love about you and one of the reasons why I've always you know, trusted you and gone with what you said because, and I think I teach this because I teach practitioners as well, and, and I've taken what your approach is this and, and implemented it to my stuff and also what I teach is that you always laid out everything. And I always never, I always felt like you were giving me the best choices for my animal. And you would give me all of it. You'd say you could do this, you could do this, you know, which may have been antibiotics. You could do the steroid shot. You could go this route. You could do these herbs. You could try the acupuncture. You would, you would lay it out, and you'd be like, so, you know, this is your, your options. And then we would talk about it. We would discuss the pros and cons of all of them. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is why I, you know, trust you and, and really have that relationship and that loyalty to you and, and to Deb is because I always felt that you were always looking out for the highest good of the animal and not – you didn't have any other agendas. You know, it's like – this is it, and you laid it out, and you would go all over all of it, and I think that's so important for any practitioners, whether you're a massage therapist or medical doctor or veterinarian or counselor, to take that approach, and, and I really commend you. You taught me a lot about this type of, you know, being of service and being a practitioner by the way that you, you know, you did it. I know you didn't do it on purpose, but I always felt like, wow, that was, you know, it was always you know, the best way to go, and so I thank you for that. Well, thank you. So, wow. Yeah, it was all a good hugs and feels. So, <laughs> so thanks again, John. I, I, I promise I won't say one more time with one more thing, but I'm going to go ahead and open the line so everybody can say goodnight to you. So hang on a second, everybody. Let's open the line. Okay. Thank you. 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 Thank you.